And now, a word from our sponsors. I'm your traveller called Fred, I be. Welcome. Children's why I have to go. At the crossroads. If, I, if you get it wrong, I don't survive. If you get it right, good luck to you. First, an apology. A very great and sorrowful apology. A woeful and antagonizingly sad apology. Nay, not to say a tearful apology. Twas the vowed Einen Blumen on apology. Baron Schwalt. In Heidelberg didst I amongst anticipate thine apology. Amongst the Widmung and the Jews, we apologize. Yea, even amongst the highly and the motiest. The Creus and the Molothot. And nay to say, not of the Creosote. We're very sorry for not being around for the last couple of months, as you can tell. Well, you say couple of months, it's been about since September. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, there we go. The Diana special that must have held you on for a long time. I hope so. I hope I, I hope you managed to listen to it for all this time. I hope you managed to re repeatedly. Exactly. Over and over again. But you'll be glad to know we're not going to waffle for much longer. Nope. Nope. We're going to. We're going to go straight into, into a new jazzy, exciting atmosphere of sketches, songs, podcasty stuff, and you know, general mayhem. Ho <laughs> <laughs> So let's start off the show. Uh, welcome to the Christmas podcast. Indeed, welcome. I'm happy to do. I love Jesus. Don't do I won't tell anyone, don't worry. I love Jesus. I love cheese. And now, ten things you don't normally hear on public transport. Tube. I saw this suspicious smoking bag on the platform, so I thought I would bring it on board to keep warm. Number two. On an aeroplane. I'm only here to find out what would happen if I opened all the doors of the plane. Number three. On a bus. Of course the bus system is clogged with chaos. I mean, chabs. <laughs> <laughs> Fat pregnant mothers and the disabled. I wouldn't be surprised if I got stabbed by saying something out of time. Out of line. <laughs> Number four. By at, at a train station. I hate gay people. In fact, everyone I have ever seen on a train is gay. Five on a train. Thomas the tank engine had a fat conductor, but this conductor seems rather slim. Let's force feed him fat. <laughs> Number six. In a taxi. Apparently, Judaism doesn't exist. It's just a large metaphor for the Roman Catholics to poke fun at. <laughs> Seven, on a bus. They say if you sit on these seats long enough, you immediately catch gonorrhea. Number eight. On an aeroplane. Man with Pringles. A man with Pringles says... I wonder if I dip this Pringle into this glass of water, 
Will it become flavorsome? He does so. Crunch. Crunch. No, it's just damp. <laughs> on, on a tube. On a tube. Death to the West! Generic. Generic Muslim. Muslim, yeah. <laughs> Ten. On an aeroplane. I wonder if anyone realizes nothing is actually holding this up. <laughs> the things people don't say. Honestly. <laughs> children come really close because now on the podcast is a story the wizened apple enjoy one summer morning in late october quiddly principlap went out hunting in the enchanted forest of Foom. Just at the entrance, he and his cohorts encountered a strange old man, with a beard on his chin, who held in his gloved and gnarled hand a luscious, plump, fertile, juicy, ripe, firm apple. As they approached, the old man stood on one leg, and began to recite the Quran in Yiddish. The hunting party walked past, ignoring the old man. He is not important to this story, nor will he become so later on. The apple, on the other hand, is exceptionally important figure in the story. The hunting party gathered pace, and women the size of hubcaps, and rode on towards the gathering crowd of minstrels that assailed them from afar. They ignored the minstrels. They are not important to the story, nor will they become so later on. Save for one, who shall remain nameless here. For now, listener. Now, listeners, we leave you with the choice. How about... You make up your own ending to this story. How cool does that sound? They'll ask your mummy and daddy's help first. Then you can send in your responses and 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 the best one will be aired live on Trolley's Podcast Project. How does that sound, guys? Cool with a capital Q. Yay! The end. Now, from the writers of Annoyed, comes the un-Emmy award-winning sitcom, Frustrated! Filmed in front of a live laughter track. Warning, contains hilarity! <laughs> yeah! Mom, have you washed my socks? No. <laughs> you mean, the pink ones?
No. Oh. Hi, Miriam. Have you seen my newspaper? No. <gasps> I don't believe you, Miriam. This deserves punishment. <laughs> Off to the town hall, witch. But, Dad, here's your newspaper. Oh, and my socks are right here, too. Oh. Thank God. What a denouement. I'm not even a tiny little bit frustrated. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Chapter 7, in which we meet Owl, enjoying the festivities of Christmas. It was a very cold day in the Hundred Acre Wood, and Pooh and Piglet had gone out to look for some holly for Pooh's house. As they walked, they came across a clearing. In the clearing were Owl and Christopher Robin. Hello, Pooh! Hello, Piglet! said Christopher Robin cheerfully. Where are you going? Well, said Pooh, we were looking for some holly, for decorations and such. Oh, that's funny, said Owl. Christopher Robin and I were out doing the same task. Well, uh, shall we look together? suggested Piglet nervously. And so on they walked. After a while they heard a strange sound. Thump. Thump. Well, that is a mysterious thump-thump. 
What could be thump-thumping at this time in the afternoon? wondered Pooh. They trundled on, and came upon Kanga and Roo. Roo was hitting a tree loudly with a large stick, and Kanga was looking on fondly. He's trying to cut it down, bless him. He wants to decorate the front room, she said with a touch of pride while Roo shouted. Gotta get a Christmas tree! Gotta get a Christmas tree! Oh, no, Roo, said Christopher Robin. That's not the sort of Christmas decoration you want at all. And so they all carried on, looking for more holly. By the time they had returned to their original clearing, laden with armfuls of holly, they had been joined by Tigger, Rabbit, and Eeyore, who was looking very grim about the whole affair. Oh, do cheer up, Eeyore, said Rabbit repeatedly. I'll tell you what, let's go down to the stream. It's frozen over, it looks splendid. Soon the merry band was standing on the wooden bridge overrunning the stream. There had been a thaw, and water was trickling gently under the bridge. Oh, came all this way for nothing, said Eeyore gloomily. Pooh was also rather put out. He dropped his holly with a sigh, and one or two pieces fell into the now moving stream. Oh, bother! said Pooh. We spent all afternoon picking that. Owl was perched on the other end of the bridge. Pooh, he said, it seems that your holly has come out on the other side of the bridge. Well, that is mysterious, said Pooh. But if the stream will do that with holly, then perhaps it will just as well with something else. Due to the thaw, the stream was an ever-increasing torrent, ripping apart all in its path. The now visible sun showed the others a wicked gleam in Pooh's eyes. Grinning psychotically, he wrenched Roo from the grasp of his mother and flung him into the whirlpool below, where he gurgled for a time before dashing his brains out on a particularly jagged rock. Piglet cheered and the others knew they were in for an, a fantastic evening's entertainment. They had once began a massive free-for-all. While Piglet hacked at Christopher Robin's legs with a piece of holly, and blood spurted over a nearby oak, Owl was also on the offensive, clawing at Christopher Robin's face with his sharp talons and beak. Eeyore turned on Rabbit and glutted on the delicious flesh. He knew Rabbit would provide while Tigger bounced about merrily with his flick-knife, slashing willy-nilly here and there. Beneath all the hubbub, Pooh took the screaming Kangaroo aside. Oh, don't worry about Roo, he said, looking at Kangaroo with his demented eyes. It was his time, and now is our time. But Kangaroo's screams only became louder, as Pooh thrust his virile member into a blood-sodden pouch. The holly lay forgotten on the bridge, save for when it tore at the combatant's feet. A very merry Christmas was had by all. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Turbulil cubby all stuffed with cock, 
Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie nearly silly old bear. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, no one particularly enjoys your company. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie nearly silly old bear. Okay, we did have a fantastic segment for you. It was all about uh, philosophy. philosophy, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was about um, what do we mean by nothing and uh, how do we define it? Well, how can we define nothing and as is, a concept? And is nothing actually definable? Exactly. But hang on. But we're, unfortunately, we're waters there. Well, exactly. But unfortunately, we don't have that for you. In fact, what we have for you is nothing, because, well, due to certain hostile elements, <coughs> Bobby G. <coughs> We are not allowed to air these things. Uh, what a bad cough you've got. It's a terrible cough. <coughs> School of wankers. <coughs> but, um, so, you know, there's, um, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's nothing, nothing wrong with these people. I mean, I, I can, I can see their point of view. Oh, <coughs> wankers. <coughs> Awful cough. Terrible, terrible, terrible cough. cough. <coughs> Bastards. <coughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're, well, we're, we're not allowed to air our point of view about um, the philosophy of nothing. I think they think uh, it might, um, you know, engender certain feelings of hostility in you. Shall we um, broadcast anyway? No, I don't think it would be best. Um, I mean, if we're not allowed, we're not allowed, but, you know... I think I think we've made our dissatisfaction well, felt. Let's just say what we talked about, you know. Okay, we can we can we, we can, we can, can do give you a rough overview. overview. Mm -hmm. uh, we were discussing, you know, about the, the the most famous philosophers of our time. Plato, Robbie Descartes, Williams, as got, Robbie Williams, of yes. course, and uh, Westlife. Westlife. They're yes, a group of yes, four uh, fantastic John philosophers. And he wasn't really a philosopher; he was more of a band in the Beatles. I mean, a band. He was, he was a band. <laughs> band. He, was, he was a rubber band. A one-man band. He was, he a, was a rubber band. <laughs> he was. He was a rubber band. He was a rubber band. Rubber, rubber, rubber band. Rubber band. <laughs> what was that song? That was the song that we did a couple of months ago, wasn't it? About the rubber band. The rubber band song. Uh, no, we didn't really do it a couple of months ago because we haven't been on the air for about six months. Rubber band, rubber band, band of rubber, rubber band. Yeah. <laughs> about 20 minutes. Yeah. We can't do much more in the segment because we haven't got much to say. No. And we could do what you usually do and ramble on about we the fact that we have to say for a long we, time. But I don't think we can possibly compensate for what we did before. And, okay, let's let's just clear up any anything we might have said it's not down to the school <coughs> it is really <coughs> it's actually that uh, my computer cocked up and uh, so we lost we <coughs> lost all the stuff um, we'd said about the philosophy of um, the ethics and uh, nothing and all that stuff but um, I, I just want to make it perfectly clear that if this had nothing to do nothing whatsoever to do with you know head figures in Exeter school Nick doesn't like the sound of his own voice, as you can tell there. Hate it. Hate it. it sounds like a gnarled vegetable. Do I sound like a gnarled vegetable? You do. What kind? I can imagine you being a sort of an angry turnip, shouting at the plums who are high above him. Give Damn me sunlight! <laughs> exactly. I can see that right away. Bring them down! A rain of plums upon ye! But seriously, we can't broadcast that bit, because that was no. seriously offensive. It was. It was seriously. Because every, every one of the things that we said there, we actually meant seriously. And of course we did. We did. Um, have a look at that. It's fine, it's fine, don't worry. No? Is it okay? Yep. Um, we are producing sound through this. Yeah, it's fine, it's all oh, fine. Oh, thank God. Thank God, I was having a worry then. Phew. Ooh, but now some John Rutter.
Gandalf. Yo, was it Gandalf? <gasps> He's dead. <gasps> there. Hi, I'm Barry Scott. My wife has just been killed. Anyway, joking aside, I must introduce you to new Silit Bang. Bang and my wife was gone. <laughs> my poor gentle wife. How, how I loved her. The smile she always had. The twinkling blue eyes that lit up like Christmas lights. Come on, Barry. Show us the penny trick. My wife was called Penny. <laughs> I think I'm succumbing to a small fever. Dance fever, that is. Everybody dance now. You chose left. He has gone along a windy pathway and he comes to a dead end. And then the sky caves in and he's landing with rock and he cannot get out. He chose wrongly. Try again. That's your lot, that's your cheese and biscuits, that's the way it's ended. That's us saying goodbye. Bye-bye. So do you say bye? Bye. Bye. Wave. Mr. Fish is waving. Good night and farewell. The Trolley's Podcast Project. The Trolley Robbins Program. Uh, the Trolley's... No. Yes. No, not Chris Miles. Trolley Robbins. Podcast project. Podcast project. On 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 the internet, Jellycast and iTunes. Okay, and goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Labs. Trolley's podcast project. Ah. Ah.